right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Ghost in the Scene, your certified ghost-friendly podcast. I am your host, Gio, and I'm with my co-host, Rob. How's it going, Rob? Guys, gals, non-binary exes, I am shaking in my little booties today. I got, I got full-on boots. I got gloves, protective eyewear. It's always important. Make sure it wraps around your eye socket. You don't want anything to get around from the side. I basically have a hazmat suit on uh, because I've been, we've been wait, you know, just swimming through so many ghosts. Uh, the lid has been blown off, everyone, mm. um, you know, through all this time. And it's taken us a minute to kind of gather ourselves and to traverse through all these spirits to get back to you. Um, shout out real quick to the street team for all their tireless efforts to making sure that this stream is coming to you ghost-free. We did not want to release anything that was going to harm anyone uh, because this is a safe place for us all. And, you know, I think, you know, coming out late is better than putting anything out dangerous. Uh, I think that's something that we can all appreciate nowadays, especially with uh, all these recent events. You know, we're such we're so go 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 that mm -hmm. you know we're just there's ghosts that's being thrown out left and right uh, without anyone really thinking about it. Yeah, you should be thanking us for the quality control that we're doing on our show. We have other podcasts out here that are just carelessly putting out episodes. And they have the Patreon with the, you know, a paywall, and they have episodes they're putting up there. And this is one of the most charged times for ghosts to go into podcasts. So the fact that we're giving you what we give you, you know that it's safe, quality content. Everybody else, we can't speak for. So, you know, I want to thank you for being patient. And I want to thank you for all the emails that we got, you know, begging us for more content. Uh, you know, it, it'll come when it comes. And when you know that it's good, you know, it's good quality stuff. So, you know, when it arrives, it, you're going to be satisfied. So we have another satisfying episode, but this isn't an episode where we're going to talk about Hollywood, right? The, the world is much bigger than a city in Los Angeles. And I don't care if, if we're talking about the multiverse, you know, that's infinite amounts of space. But that's, that's not what we're talking about today either right? There's something going on that we've been tracking for literally years. And, you know, things are coming to a close, that the chapters are winding down. And we are coming to actually the climax of this story, which is the 2020 election, right? The road to the White House. And I think you guys know what we're talking about. You know, all the fans out there, say it with me. The Reverse Underground Railroad. There she goes. Choo-choo. So this is another segment that we like to do whenever we have the chance. And investigations take us in different directions. And this one is taking us to the White House, right? We've talked about the, the Baldwins and their involvement in politics. They're just like the Kennedys. They're just like, you know, the Bushes. Donald Bush, um, Billy Bush, and these Baldwins, 
they are masters of their craft. They're, you know, they watched the movie Master of Disguise starring Dana Carvey. And they said, you know, we could do that. We could do that 10 times better. And they've proven that. And so let's talk about what's been happening recently with this reverse underground railroad, with all of the attention happening in politics. Rob, have you been following what happened in Iowa recently? You know, I actually uh, projected myself to Iowa uh, last Tuesday to uh, really understand spiritually what was going on. And, um, you know, I actually didn't make it uh, because there's a, there was a spiritual firewall that blocked any spirit from really seeing what was going on. Whoa. Um, it was a complete blackout. Um, you know, it, I've never seen anything like that before. Um, you know, projecting myself is something that I'm still getting used to, but I contacting all of my other mediums, uh, you know, all of, all of us in the community that were trying to tap in, everyone was blocked out. Um, so, you know, in terms of, you know, learning what was going on, on that Monday night, mm -hmm. you know, literally no one was able to, to get in. And we were trying to get the inside scoop, especially with all the delays. Uh, we thought that we could get in there and get, get some more information because we were trying to bring it to you. Um, but uh, still, um, it was, you know, this, this, this is the power that we're dealing with right now. Mm -hmm. And this is where we're starting, and it's, uh, you know, we're serious forces. Ghost firewall, people. I mean, imagine the lines, you know, trying to get into Iowa, all these astral projectors out there. You know, it's like you're, you're at a, a football stadium and you're tailgating, and, you know, the stadium is locked. So, you know, the porta-potties, you know, they can only fill so much astral feces, fecal matter. So I'm imagining it was a real shit show, just like the real deal, just like what happened in real life. So I'm sorry you had to go through that, but I think in a way you kind of did experience what was happening on the inside just in an inverse way, right? So the only way we're going to find out spiritually what happened in Iowa is if we talk to a ghost from Iowa right? Because they were in the bubble before it sealed. So uh, until we get that exclusive interview, which we will get, and you better believe we're going to get it, to be continued um, for, for the spiritual aspect of this. But the political side of this is also a spiritual aspect. We, we, we can look at it from its face value and see just how clear everybody was acting in a paranormal way. Let's start off with the night itself, okay? Um, in 2016, it was snowed out in Iowa. Now, let's remember who was running in 2016 for the Democratic side. Um, Hillary Clinton and Stone Cold Bernie Sanders. So his first foray into Iowa, Stone Cold Bernie Sanders brought in a whole blizzard, Right? Because it was, it was his first showing, he's peacocking. You have to kind of show your presence, announce, you know, how strong and powerful you are with your powers, just like the movie Frozen. 
And here we are, four years later, he's back at it again, and he didn't bring a blizzard this time, but there was a cold front, meaning it was 40 degrees and under, the winds were heavy, and so it's like walking through a, a freezer and you were covered in, in ice cold water. It's, it's that kind of, of cold. He brought that with him to Iowa. So Stone Cold Bernie Sanders is showing his power, not only through his magical use, but you see it in, you know, reflecting in the numbers, right? Who's at the top? Who got the most votes? Stone Cold Bernie Sanders, because his fans could weather the cold, right? He told them, you know, wear mittens, wear this and that. He, he sent emails to them telling them about that. So Stone Cold Bernie Sanders at, at the top, Pete Buttigieg, number two, a solid number two. And let's talk about the fact that uh, this app that, that was hacked, that, that possibly could be, you know, a link to this uh, ghost firewall that you're talking about. You know, the app's called Shadow. And, you know, being an astral projector, Rob, I'm sure you know a lot about shadows. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was really tempted to, to bring that up before uh, when talking about, you know, the sort of darkness. It was like a shadow was cast over the entire state. Um, you know, and some sources say this shadow could be, um, it kind of had a silhouette that kind of looked like Pete Buttigieg. Um, Whoa. Hard to say because, you know, Handsome. it's... It was a very handsome shadow, um, clean cut, uh, you know. Well-spoken. Well-spoken, uh, but you know, we're, we, I don't wanna, we don't wanna say things definitively. I understand by even putting out the speculation, obviously that, you know, colors the perspective a little, but I think it's something that we need to be aware of. Absolutely. Uh, something that, you know, we, I can't necessarily say definitively yet, but it's something to keep on our radar. Uh, yeah, let's just remember everybody that uh, Pete, Mayor Pete Buttigieg says he knows seven languages, but he could be lying and he can know six languages, right? It, it's pretty simple to, to say, oh yeah, I know seven, when in reality you really know six. So he could be playing with numbers that are grossly inappropriate. So I, I, I don't know if that's true or not, but we're going to have to take his word for it. And if we find out he's lying, then about one thing, he could be lying about a lot of things. And he could know six languages. And that's, to me personally, that's a little scary, you know, to have a president in the White House that knows six languages. I mean, that's a lot of different ways you could say a spell, people. You got to remember that. So shadow the app. E even if it looked like Mayor Pete. Right, even if it was a handsome, well-spoken guy from uh, was his uh, Indiana, yeah, South Bend, Indiana. We're talking about an app here, and what is an app but a collection of of bits, ones and zeros, a screaming face and 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 a closed face. You know, um, code is a spell, right? exe dot exe an executable file execute is is kill literally kill i mean that shivers down your spine if you, if you hear that execute him right that's scary 
So we're talking about spells here. We're talking about an app that is in all, you know, and everybody said it, it was a faulty app. It was hacked, something happened. And the shadow corporation, shadow incorporated is to blame, right? They are the, the figurehead. They are the one that created this, this spell. And it went off maybe, and this is kind of what we're going to get into. Maybe it went off without a hitch for them. You know, maybe this is exactly what they intended. So we did some investigation into Shadow Inc. And I went on to their, and, and this is, you know, Rob is booted up and suited up. And he has the hazmat suit on. I had to, you know, get some SPF with some holy water and douse myself in that before I went on shadowinc.com. And here's what I found. Just going through there about me. This is them admitting what their intention is. So, so here it is. Why shadow? They say, when a light is shining, shadows are a constant companion. We see ourselves as building a long-term side-by-side shadow, quote-unquote, of tech infrastructure. And that is mumbo-jumbo for spells, tech infrastructure, to the Democratic Party. So they just admitted they are in the business of making shadow spells for the DNC. I mean, politics is paranormal. Paranormal is politics, right? The exchange of power is all we're talking about in all of this, right? That's what this is all about. And so shadow is a vehicle and it is a, a new aged vehicle for this, right? They, they went and, and took all this data, they aggregated it, they made all this code, all these spells, and they got hacked. Or they intended to get hacked. But either way, that's paranormal. Right. I think it's important, though, what really uh, resonated with me, Gio, is when you said this is all intentional, right? A hack would imply that someone else was trying to break in. But, you know, I think us, the American public, the, the great people, the great living people of Iowa were the ones that got hacked. Because when you're reading that statement to me, nowhere at all did I hear anything about uh, the people or making things you know, easier for us to choose who we want to lead our country and to be our head you know, wizard. Or uh, mm -hmm. there are these other you know, figures that are trying to cast their own spells on something that should be our decision. You know, it, the, a collective spell written by all of us is being written through this app. Uh, and I also want to, before going on, it's, I want to also mention of uh, the loss of Marianne Williamson in, oh my God. The, in this whole process has really been a blow to us uh, in the paranormal activity. Her campaign was constantly working with us uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the inside paranormal uh, happenings. I mean, we'll say it, the, you know, we, we talked about knowing the whistleblower and, and, and having contact. And I think now that Marianne is, 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 is gone out to pasture, we can, we can say she was a source. She was a source of ours. You know, she, she, may, she may not personally tell you guys that 
because there there's a code of conduct but she was a source for for a lot of information paranormal and otherwise so you know shout out to marianne you know she'll be back she's she's a fighter she's she's gonna come back and and hopefully this time she'll be running on you know on a different party because you know the democratic party they're dealing with shadow magic and that's not something that I want Marianne to be involved with. I don't think she wanted to be involved with it either. So I'm kind of glad she got out before Iowa and, and all that, because that would have stained the light magic that she imbues in everybody that's around her. You know, it would make it a gray magic. And that's the kind of stuff that I'm going to leave to Gandalf. You know, Marianne is above that. She should be, you know, like, like Gwendolyn, the good witch. And I'm, I'm mixing my stories here, but I, I think it's a universal story that I'm telling. So, you know, rest in peace to her campaign. And we're going to have to say rest in peace to a lot of these, you know, uh, candidates eventually, right? The, the idea is you have to narrow down the field to one person. And this is what Iowa was supposed to do. It was supposed to give a leader, a clear leader, and then that leader was supposed to kind of, you know, take charge and everybody else is going to fall away. But what this did, this debacle made it so that everybody had a, a moment to take a breath and reinvigorate their campaign. So nobody dropped out. Except for, I think, the Republican guy who was uh, going against Trump. And, and we can talk about, you know, Trump, quote unquote, right? And so, we will, we will, but there's, there's a lot to hash through here first. Oh, yeah. And also, you know, you know, Shadow itself has a shadow because Shadow's the app, um, but the app is actually produced by a parent company. Uh, you know, these, you know, like the shadows, like I said, the shadows shadow. You know, mm. these are layers of of spell making here. Um, this company is called Acronym. 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 Uh, you know, the rearranging of letters. You know, it's kind of, it's oh like you're taking one spell, you can rearrange it to another mm. spell. So, I, know, and, and within this thought, just to complete, to complete this, is, you know, what is an acronym for shadow? And you can rearrange the letters, and you can see, the, and you can rearrange that spell to a new spell that says, who sad? Is this like the Joker? Who sad? Wow. Okay. That's incredible. That that's scary and an acronym. That kind of reminds me that almost kind of sounds like Dan Aykroyd. The inventor of acronyms. And also a paranormal expert. So maybe he's on the board of acronym. I don't know. We're, we're, this is another investigation, another thread that just, you know, is developing. This is like a dread instead of a thread. This is a dread that is developing. And we're going to have to pull this dread and, and find out where the root of this dread is. And if, and, if, and if it's Dan Aykroyd's dread, then I think we're in a lot more trouble than we, we thought we were. That's incredible, Rob. Um, thank you for that little tidbit of uh, insight into acronym and shadow the shadows shadow and god help us all if that's really true with dan Aykroyd. so let's get back to the actual track right you know say get back on track this is the track that we're on the reverse underground railroad track right 
we talk about the reverse underground railroad and we've talked about it and described it in detail. And I want to remind you and all of our listeners, it is all about how you get on the, the train, right? Once you're on the train, it's a one-way ticket. It's a straight shot, right? We have people like Rosie O'Donnell, Kanye West. They tried, right? I'm Roseanne sorry, not Barr. Rosie O'Donnell. Roseanne Barr, right? I, I might have given away um, Rosie, and I'm sorry, Rosie. I, I didn't mean to, to, to dismerse you like that. But we have another, another entrance. You know, the train stopped in Iowa and picked somebody up. And we did the research and we found out who. But it wasn't easy. But once you understand how you get on, it, it becomes pretty easy. And let's remind you, it is humiliation. That is step one. You humiliate yourself. And that causes the entire world to make fun of you. Everybody laughs at you. All of that pain, all of that anguish that you feel is what gives you the golden ticket to get on the reverse underground railroad, to get on the caboose. And who did that? Who was humiliated the most in Iowa? And that will tell you who is on the uh, reverse underground railroad. So just numbers wise, who was the most humiliated? I think we can all agree it was Uncle Skeleton Joe, Joe Biden. So Uncle Joe, right? That, that's what they call him. He's, he's everybody's uncle. He was the vice president. Um, not nominated by his, his, his former boss, right? He didn't get a, a, a letter of recommendation from Barack Obama, which is his old boss. So imagine that. You're not getting a recommendation from your old boss. It's kind of messed up. Already a, a little humiliating, right? Um, you know, having his catchphrase be malarkey. We've talked about that. Pretty embarrassing. Um, so now we have him coming out fourth in Iowa when he was supposed to be number one, right? He was the front runner. He was the top dog. Uncle Joe, the top dog, Skeleton Joe, and he comes out number four, right? And now we're going to fast forward a little bit, but earlier yesterday, he just flats out ad admits that he's not going to win New Hampshire either, right? There's no hope for him there either. So this is all amounting to a very pathetic showing of, of his campaign, right? The, the person with the most promise is now faltering and falling to the back. Classic humiliation. I mean, like just classic. So now we know, I would say almost definitively, who is on the reverse underground railroad, right? Kanye West, Roseanne Barr, Joe Skeleton Biden. And then maybe, I don't know if, if you can count Haley Baldwin because she's already on, you know, like on the throne. Right. I mean, she already took that straight to the station, right? Right. But I think she has a free pass to go back on as many times as she wants. It's like when you get a Disney Fast Pass mm. and you can ride the ride as many times as you want. Because the one thing that Trump is good at is humiliating himself. 
right? Being the object of laughter is, you know, I mean, every door on the reverse underground railroad in the caboose is open to Trump, to any of the Trumps, because they get laughed at every day. So that's the beauty of humiliation. And I, th I think a lot of other people try to do that. We had Justin Bieber recently with his Yummy um, debut. We, we had a, a song called Yummy, right? I don't know if it's about eating ghosts, but if, if it is, courageous, right? Very courageous. Uh, it's, it's a good way to, to get rid of unwanted ghosts. You just eat them. There's some speculation that it's about eating babies as well. Oh, in, in that case, I don't know if I agree with eating babies. I don't politically. Right. I mean, I it's, that's the the point being is that you got to make your spells clear because if you're sending mixed messages, it's you don't know where that spell is going to land. Yeah. How many witches do you think heard that song and was like, "Oh, this is about eating babies"? Great, and they you know they put it on their playlist, music to eat babies to. So. I don't want to say Justin's contributing to eating more babies, but if his song can get interpreted in that way, people will use his song in that way. And that is on him. So, yeah, so we have Justin Bieber attempting to get on, maybe just even because he wants to spend more time with his, with his wife because she's busy giving the performance of her goddamn life. And let's... Let's get into that, right? So we, we know that Joe Biden is on the train. I mean, let's talk about his son, Hunter Biden, also in the national attention. He could be on the train. They could be on the train together, right? There is a lot of speculation as to, you know, if he drops out, how, is there, how could he ever get on you know, into the White House again if he drops out, right? He's a sneaky guy. He's worked in the White House before. He knows all the secret entrances. You know, he has the blueprints. And I'm afraid that he might pull something out of his sleeve. And the reverse underground railroad, that caboose has a lot of mysterious objects that he can pull out and he could use. And so, you know, don't count him out yet. You know, Skeleton Joe, um, he has a funny bone. He's a funny guy. And he could charm a lot of people. So let's remember that. And we'll move on to Haley Baldwin. Um, we already kind of grazed over the fact that, yes, Haley Baldwin is President Donald John Trump. I think, I think it's pretty clear. It's without question at this point. Her dad was the president before. Her uncle was the president before. And I think her other uncle was also the president before. So... It's a family business. We talked about this before. If you don't know that, I don't know why you're listening to this episode. Go back. Go back and, and do your, your homework. So this show, I mean, just to say, like, this requires a lot of work to, to be in the scene. Um, you know, you may be just hearing about our show and thank you for, for joining. But just know, like, this is, uh, you know, like, this is like a dissertation. This is like our PhD and you mm. can't just like flip to the middle of the PhD, you know, thesis paper and expect to understand what's going on. So yes. if you're, if you're liking this right now, go back. Um, because it's, you're doing yourself a disservice. Like we're saying, we, you know, you don't want to be like Justin 
and think that you're listening to one spell, but it's actually another. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, get in the scene um, and, you know, jump back on, you know, you, we'll, wait, we'll wait for those. You know, we'll, we'll pause for a second so people can catch up so they can yeah. just pause. Great. So now that you guys cool. understand um, Haley Baldwin and, and just because we had talked about this before, right? We had said last year that we were looking forward to her, her showing in the impeachment. We were saying, you know, we said this could be, you know, the most stressful, you know, attempt to act at, as a Baldwin. This, this was the pinnacle of, of what they were trying to do, right? She got away with it. She pulled off what nobody else thought could happen, right? A, a no-name actress, somebody who's never acted before in their life, never gotten a role, maybe, maybe as a child, you know, but nothing uh, as far as, as being recognized, she hasn't done anything, right? In movies. I, I don't want to discredit any, any of her other personal achievements, but here we have a, a literal, you know, a novice coming out and giving the performance of, I would say, of, of a generation. She's playing an old, white, possibly, you know, um, I don't want to say racist, but yeah, I'll, I'll say possibly super racist guy. And... She's doing it as a young, hot, newlywed, you know, yummy, yummy, maybe, maybe eating babies with Justin Bieber, uh, you know, TBD, we don't know. Yeah. So that could be a, a stain, and I want to admit that. Or she could be maybe eating ghosts. That's, maybe that's what she does to get into character, you know? I could see Trump being a guy that, that likes the taste of babies. And she might method act her way into doing that. And maybe the way she does it is she eats a baby a day. Um, I don't know, but that's, you know, that's for, for, for another podcast to figure out. Or if, you know, if you guys really want us to, you guys can email us and, and we will investigate that for you. But regardless of what her diet is, you know, and, and I'm so sick of people asking women their diet, you know, what are you eating? You know, how many babies, this and that. It's just not fair that we don't talk to Justin about this first. We should, we should ask Justin what he's eating. And then we'll we'll say that you know we'll have an equal play you know playing field for both of them because I don't want to just go up to Haley and say hey what are you eating you eating babies because that's a little rude especially because she did the performance that the Oscars will never gratify her with they'll they'll never give her an Oscar but she deserves it because I mean I don't know if if you've ever done any kind of theater. But um, I've seen a lot of actors um, come up to the stage who thought they were prepared and they flubbed a line. And that kind of thing, when it happens, and, and you see Trump doing it all the time, right? He's always flubbing lines. He's always saying things wrong. And it's the new actor in, in him, right? It's, it's, that's Haley kind of showing her, her noviceness. But I think it's because she pushed forward, right? She kept on messing up. She kept on pushing forward. It endeared her to everybody. Now everybody loves this lovable goof, right? I mean, that's what they call him. He's a lovable little stinker, right? That's our president. 
And we have Haley Baldwin to thank for that. So, you know, that's my president, everybody. And, and it, it, you should be proud of her performance. And, you know, when they chanted four more years in, uh, during her State of the Union, I really, I really felt that. I, a tear went down my eye. And I don't know if, if, that's, if it's winning me over just because it's been years of hopefully not coercion, but I mean, it feels like I've been a little, a little washed brain, brain-wise. But yeah, congratulations to, to Haley. That, that's incredible. It's commendable. I mean, regardless of your politics of it, uh, the ability to go out there with like such a spotlight and to go on there unafraid um, mm-hmm. is really something I don't think we've ever seen before. And I don't think they've ever, you know, it's a performance that has never been performed in those chambers. And it was so powerful right? This spell literally was so powerful that you had Nancy Pelosi having to rip it up. As soon as, as soon as Haley finished, she had to rip it up, right? I mean, ask yourself, why would somebody do that, right? Maybe because they don't like them, but that's not, that's not it. It has to be because she knew that the power of the spell itself, if you were to actually take that and give it to somebody, and, and they were to read that. This is just like what you're saying with Justin Bieber's song, Yummy. You can interpret that spell and use it to summon a nuclear bomb, right? You could use it to, you know, hack into the CIA. You could, you could use it for a lot of things. And so, luckily, we have somebody as, you know, weathered as Nancy Pelosi, in in spells in just in in politics that she was careful enough to dispose of that spell she took away the power and we only have you know the audio of of it but it's you know you can't read audio you now, know I, I do have one point of contention with this though joe and it really points to why we do the work that we do um and i was kind of telling you about this before is that Nancy was, I think her intention was correct to try to undo this powerful spell. Um, But I don't know if she did it the right way. Because if I'm trying to set intentions and set spells, I would burn the paper. Yes. Because if you're ripping it up, you can put those pieces of paper back together and you got the same words. Or maybe you can rearrange those letters you know, you can move stuff around and you can make new words and, you know, acronyms, acronyms. Exactly. There's no controlling what could happen on there. You know, it's like, you don't know, you know, all those words are still just as charged as they were uh, before she ripped it up. And then you get an acronym, you know, like who's sad. Yeah. And the Joker shows up and then you got the Joker showing up. So you know, I I think that Nancy. I hope you eventually listen to this episode. You should listen to all the episodes, Nancy. Yeah, um, Nancy, come on, come on. And if you did, you'd know that you need to burn that paper. Mm-hmm. And you know, acronyms and and ripping up spells. This reminds me of of of, of a science class that I took, and and this guy was talking about, you know. If you put 
a bunch of chimpanzees into a room with a typewriter, they could write a spell that would give them sentient, you know, brain power to then ascend into humankind, which is how he said, you know, the world was created. A bunch of chimpanzees got into a room with a typewriter and they wrote after, you know, thousands of hours, they were finally able to pen a spell that gave them the ability to transform into humans and give them mortal souls. So this is science. This is something that I, I was taught in school, cannot be debated. This is just the simple truth. And this is why, you know, powers of spells and writing is so, you know, important to dispose of correctly. And I think you were right, Rob, you know, you should have burned it with some holy, holy oil. And, and, you know, maybe, you know, burn some sage afterwards because that smoke still contains the ink and, and, and the paper. And let's say, you know, some baby inhales that, that might be a baby you'd want to eat, you know, cause that's a bad baby. And I'm not talking about the rapper. I'm talking about uh, an evil child, the demonic baby. Um, so, you know, shout out to, to Nancy, but also, you know, hopefully her staffers are more careful with, you know, whatever's in her waste bin. Hopefully they, they do some kind of performing last rites cremation, if, 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 if anything. Hopefully they listen to this podcast. Um, Nancy, get your staffers to listen to this podcast too, not just you. And maybe, you know, they can learn a thing or two about, you know, safely um, disposing of some um, terrible content because there's a lot of ghosts everywhere and they attach themselves to things with important value to people including spells, including, you know, toilet paper, guys. And this is something that I haven't really discussed before, but toilet paper is something that you use, you use on your bare skin, right? It wipes up your, your poo. That kind of stuff is magical mystery goop, right? I mean, witches would die to, to, to use all of your toilet paper, right? There's a lot of potent spells that you could use using your toilet paper. So that's just why I use yeah, that's why I use a bidet with holy water. Oh my god. Yes. And we're not promoting any companies that do that, but if if there was a company, a bidet company that um specialized in holy water, we would absolutely promote on our show because that is something that we both stand by. You have to make sure that your waste isn't being used in the wrong way and environmentally that's sound and also spiritually it's sound so let's stop uh this we're gonna come to a screeching halt in in this uh reverse underground railroad um and i have one last little tidbit this is something this is yesterday we're recording this on a saturday so friday night the entire american public was subject to a ghostly apparition at the Democratic debate in New Hampshire. This is honestly mortifying as a, you know, a censor for the ABC. If, if a ghost got through, I mean, I, you, someone's getting fired, right? Someone is getting fired. You know, the chaplain of ABC is, is getting his, his, his box and all of his little, you know, stuff from his, his cubicle and they're kicking him out because this is, unforgivable letting you know how careless letting a ghost on abc in front of all of 
everybody. So now everybody knows ghosts are involved in the show. So um, let me show you guys what we're talking about. You can hear, uh, there's not really much to see, so I'll, I'll just um, show you guys what we're talking about. Here we go. Address in the presidential debate. The year was 1999. The question the was our friend and <laughs> who may be watching right now, the late Pokey Roberts. Wow. So what, what you didn't see, wow, ladies, gents, exes, is immediately afterwards, they cut to Andrew Yang, mm -hmm. who looks like he may have let out a little poo himself. Yeah, he needs toilet paper now. You know, that, the look on his face says, I made a, I made a doo-doo. Uh-oh, uh you know? And I'm afraid for him. I'm afraid for everybody on that stage. They just let out a ghost in front of everybody. The late Cokie Roberts. Now, this is something they are in Iowa, right? Or no, I'm sorry, they're in New Hampshire. So never mind. My, my idea was hopefully that we could have some kind of, uh, you know, in, we could contact Cokie Roberts and they could tell us more about what happened. But I don't know if we have, you know, that far reach. Maybe, you know, by next week, if you want to ask or project, you can try going to New Hampshire. And hopefully there's no shadow, you know, shadow ghost wall there, firewall. But uh, that there you have it, guys. I mean, more proof. I don't know how much more proof you guys need, but we keep on giving you more and more proof that, you know, there there is ghosts, there's vampires, there's anything you can imagine because we live in a multiverse so if it's not in this universe it's in another one so that is the end of the reverse underground railroad you can hear it now going away choo choo wow um i mean politics is is, is such an interesting topic to, to get into because you know you have people that are in hollywood that will act as these people right you have actors portraying these people and that kind of energy, that synergy, more like it, is what powers a lot of ghosts, right? The, the, the transfer of power is, is, all, is all we're talking about. And so it, it's just interesting to see where we're going. And 2020 this year is, is going to be a very charged year spiritually. So I hope you're ready. And as you can see, this is where we are at the very beginning. So we expect to see more ghosts, not yeah. less. Um, mm -hmm. You know, 2020, just on those numbers, you know, we're talking about clarity here. So, um, you know, we may see a ghost third-party candidate. Exactly. I mean, that's, yes. that's where we're headed towards. Like, yes. It, at, by the end of this year, there's people right now and listen to this show, we all know the truth, but you also know that, you know, if you talk to a lot of people about this, they'll, they'll laugh at you. They'll think this is a joke. But we all know the truth. And by the end of this year, people that don't believe in this are going to be the joke. Yeah, exactly. And you can laugh at them in their face when you know they're doing it to you right now and just just take it you know and listen to our podcast again 
and understand that you are full of a, a community that loves you. You know, there, there are millions of, of us out there, if not billions. And, you know, we want you to stay in the scene and get ready for the Oscars because the Caspers are going to come up afterward and they're going to blow them out of the water. Right. Um, just real quick. The Oscars don't even have a host this year again, which means they have a ghost host. Um, that's the last we're going to be speaking about that shit show. And um, hopefully this is the last Oscars that there is because we defeated them last year and they went hostless. We're defeating them this year. They're going hostless again because they know that we're the only hosts that could handle the caliber of, of spiritually charged energy that that kind of uh, night brings, that award show brings. So get ready for the Caspers, everybody. Um, get your, your tuxedos, your dresses, your hair clips, you know, get a perm, and um, stay in the scene. Keep your eyes on the screen. Uh, you know, this is wall-to-wall -wall coverage. Uh, we, we're so blessed to have you with us on this journey. Um, you know, we're, we're buckling up for another big year. This is, think of this as just like the catapult being pulled back and back. You know, this is the biggest night of the year, but it's really what's going to launch us mm. so much further. Um, and, you know, being the scene for so much more, you know, coverage, on the scene coverage, we'll be astral projecting to you across the multiverse. So stay tuned and yeah, we love you guys. All right, take care.